before we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mighty Man Mondays. I'm Gaia Morissette, your holistic sexual wellness specialist, if you don't already know me. And on Mighty Men Mondays, we dive deep into men's sexuality. And when I talk of, when I when I say the word man, by the way, it means anybody who self-identifies as male. Um, it's a safe space for everybody. And if I'm specifically talking about, um, you know, an, the owner of a penis, I will call it the owner of a penis. All right. All right. So today we have like one of my favorites people in the world, actually, Nate, Nate Hager, and uh, he is quite spectacular. Not only is he pretty awesome as a dude, um, but he's also a really amazing colleague of mine. And one of the ways that we've both, you know, we've both, we both have the same kind of ideology around dating and sexuality and relationships and you know we kind of come at it from different angles but one of the things that I wanted to bring him on is because we've had every time we get together and we have a cup of tea or a cup, a cup of coffee we always end up on the conversation about dudes and their dating and what's going on there and so we you know we kind of had a conversation yet again and I said all right Come on to the show. Let's actually have a conversation where other people can benefit from our wisdom and our conversation and our entertainingness. So, <laughs> this is Nate. Welcome, Nate. Um, tell everybody about why you are so awesome. <laughs> so, years ago, um, I went through a pretty huge uh, transformation in in the process of learning. Um, hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, some other modalities. And even though I didn't go into um, the process to kind of clear all that or heal it, it was, um, it just kind of, it just kind of happened because I had the spectacular track record of attracting psychos. So I had like the Kmart blue light special sign over my head for people that are old enough to get that reference um, of if you're crazy, come see me. And I just thought it was normal. It was just, that's just how relationships are. And then after going through the clearing process, because in my particularly, uh, in our, our version of NLP training, they don't let you really work on clients unless you, you, you clear out your crap. So one of the side effects was you tend to heal, clear, get rid of all the nonsense that attracts certain people. And I was attracting some really spectacular crazy in the whole dating side. So, so just a quick little bit, what do you do in the world? So when, in the terms of helping people, it's, I deal only with the subconscious. So if you were to go to, let's say a counselor, you're dealing, it's talk therapy. So that's more the conscious side of the brain. Unfortunately, that's only 10%. I work with people's subconscious or unconscious mind, same, same deal. That's the 90%. So that's the stuff that is programmed into your childhood. That's the stuff that is programmed into you without your knowledge. And it's the part that runs the show. So neuro-linguistic programming, it's essentially changing your programming, how you operate in the world through language. And it affects your neurology in terms of how you sense the outside world, who you um, who you are, how you act, um, how you perceive reality. So once you, when you can change your subconscious, it's the equivalent of like, 
on your PC or your Mac, when you point and click on something, something happens. You don't know why it happens, but it happens. With having access to your subconscious, you can go into the source code and you can change what your computer does at the very, very core level. And us humans, we're very, very similar. And as somebody who has been on the receiving end of, of Nate's expertise, I mean, I know that it is it has absolutely changed the programming of how I move in the world. It was like a game changer. Instead of me reacting to life and reacting to the world around me, I now have tools and skill sets now and a new programming in my noggin in which allows me to consciously make choices that best serves me from a place of being an adult instead of reacting from a place of being like a five-year-old. Let's be honest, who wants a five-year-old to make your life decisions? Well, guess what? That's exactly what's happening in your life. <laughs> Everything that you're doing is you've now put the reins in a five-year-old decision-making, right? So yeah, that's that's why you know pretty much he's my go-to guy um, in when I send any clients that need some really heavy-duty rewiring of the noggin, I'm like, go see Nate. <laughs> go help you with the reprogramming process. All right, so let's get into our like sexy conversation today, right? About you know dating, and and we had talked about you know there's there's those three pillars, right? There's the that affects how our dating life is going to be, how our relationship life is going to be, you know? Um, and you like to call, you were talking about it as being like these, the three, three, what would you call it? Three pillars of the stool? How would oh, you call uh, that? So it's essentially, um, if you have a three-legged stool, there. and one leg is shorter or non-existent, you're not going to have a good day. So <laughs> most people just tend to focus on one aspect and they disregard the other two or they don't, they don't look at the other, like all three legs being in balance. And this is why people have such miserable results that keep on repeating and repeating and repeating. Mm -hmm. You have to look at all, at all three sides. And so when we, we were sitting and we were talking, we came up with these are the three sides of dating that is really are affecting how you, what the outcome is happening. We have sex. So what, you know, it's great. Once you get them, you convince them that you're going to come to bed with you and you're ready to have sex with them. Like, are you like bringing your A game or are you messing things up because your self-esteem, your self-worth, your, you know, your, you know, skill building, uh, skill building sucks, you know, your, your, your confidence, all that kind of stuff. So what happens when you're in the bedroom, right? So that's the sex component. And then the other one was, you know, what kind of people are you dating? And so that's our conversation today about psychos. <laughs> Why do you always end up in relationships with psychos? And then the third part is your love paradigms and your sex paradigms and how they actually show up. And, you know, paradigms are basically your, your mindsets, your belief systems, those core values of who you are that was programmed when you were a kid what you saw around you and from a societal standpoint. And if all three of those aren't like addressed and dealt with, you're falling off that stool every time. And at the end of the day, guess what? You end up being alone and not in the good sort of fun, sort of like I'm having some fun time with myself alone, but like I am lonely. <laughs> right? And my life sucks loneliness. Right? So you want to weigh any, any in there before we dive into the specific around psychos? Yeah, like you'll, you'll see a lot of um, 
like most of the mainstream help for males is the whole aspect of like how to how to meet and attract women how to talk to them the whole um some sometimes they call it the game um you know the the kind of the, the seedy side of like trickery to pick up women as guy mentioned the whole paradigm of how you you know move in the world and it's only one leg on the stool because yeah you can you can trick some girl into going home with you but you're picking the wrong one so what's going to happen is you're not going to be happy you're if you're, you're you're stuck in this continuous cycle of psychos all right it's it's the psycho cycle Right. And then, <laughs> and then when you do finally get her home, your the wheels fall off completely because um, you picked her because she's playing off of your your childhood instincts, what you were programmed, what you saw, which is probably not correct. Um, and then, you know, your your like your actual sex life is crap. So, making sure that all three of those all three of those parts because who you who you attract and who you're attracted to is is an absolute factor of what you learn growing up what was imprinted on you mm-hmm. oh absolutely absolutely okay let's check over see if anybody has any questions any comments how are we doing no all right so please leave us lots of comments and questions because that's what we're here for, okay? The, the, more conversa- the more questions you have that we can directly answer, the more engaging and you get your needs met, right? It's all about asking for what you want, which is what we're going to talk about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Okay. So let's, let's identify this. When we say psycho, right, or aka crazy eyes, as I like to put it, <laughs> identify that persona right so that we're all kind of on the same page of what that what that looks like because I think a lot of men may not even know that they might just assume that all women are crazy (laughs) that's how it all that's what it always looks like you know I mean I recently was having a conversation with an ex-lover of mine and he was talking about how, you know, there was all these games and, you know, why she broke up with him, like his, her, his ex, right? And I was like, and that that was normal. And I'm like, that's not normal. And he's like, well, yeah, it's normal. I'm like, he's like, that's what relationships look like. I'm like, no, that's what relationships that you've experienced look like. But that's not what a healthy relationship can look like if you have those three parts in play that we just talked about, Right. And for him, his love paradigm and, and the idea that in order for him to be loved, she needs to be kind of crazy. And, and so that's who he keeps picking. And when it comes to a relationship, every time, over and over again, this manipulation, uh, jealousy, insecurity, uh, neediness, um, you know, I like that, you know, recently Nate and I had a conversation and we talked about, there's a sixth love language called stalking, right? And so there's all of these things that make up somebody's craziness. The, the other part for, from a women's perspective that I think falls into that psycho category is the, the inability to communicate. So to say one thing and mean another, 
right? Which is a very, very typical thing that happens is like, so you would say, so what do you, how do you feel right now? And, and she'd be like, oh, I feel fine. Or she might say fine. And she's not feeling fine. She's angry. She hates your guts. You are so not getting laid for a week. Like there's a whole bunch going on in that word of fine. And so that's not what it has to look like, but that's typically what it does look like. So you want to weigh in there from a male perspective of what psycho looks like, what, what act, other attributes. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, this is where it gets tricky. And this is where us guys have a much harder time. Um, not only because we're, we're wired differently in terms of how we perceive relationships, so women have a lot more, well, even in terms of their, their pure neurology, they're, they're wired to actually pick up more emotional sensing. So they have a better emotional radar than, than males do, right? It's just, it's just the, how they wire the male and female of our species. The other side too, the reason why it's so tricky to spot crazy is because crazy looks normal. So if you grew up in a household where, um, where mom is, let's say, verbally abusive to dad. Mm -hmm. And for some amazing reason, this is what you attract. Well, it's not coincidence. You're going to find women that are somehow abusive towards you. Now, it could be verbally abusive, which is kind of the obvious one, but it sneaks up in ways. So it can be abusive by, um, by games they play to make you jealous. It can, buy, it can be abusive um, in terms of um, how they how they treat you in terms uh, like um, blackmailing you with with sex or saying well if you don't buy me this you know there's there's no sex for you it can come up in so many ways the the main thing is here that because you grew up with it it looks normal this mm -hmm. is why it's so hard to spot if it was totally if it was weird and strange and, and odd you'd go hey wait a second I know this game but we don't. Whatever we grew up with seems okay. It seems normal. And this is what we gravitate to. This is the problem. Yes. And not only do we gravitate to it, but there's a, an arousal response to it. Exactly. Right. And the, the more familiar something is, the more comfortable you feel, the more there's a semblance of safety in it. Even if it's really dysfunctional, even if it does, it makes you feel really awful. Even if it's like, you know, it's filled with chaos and crisis and all this drama and all the door slamming and things throwing and swearing and yelling, that seems safe and comfortable because that's what you know. And exactly. in that place, there's an arousal response. There's an attraction response that happens in that. The, like, it's, it's, that, it's that push and pull in that, in that whole, like, um, abusive relationship that keeps your attention. It's not good attention, but it keeps your, it keeps your attention. It's, if you were to go to um, a shelter for abused women, that's not their their first trip through the meat grinder. They've been through it before. Now, consciously, they know they go. This sucks. I'm in a little, I'm in a little temporary room here. I most of my possessions are gone. I don't know what my next move is. It's it's a horrible experience. Now, nine times out of ten, they're going to go find another guy just like that. Well, because why would they do that? 
because that's what's normal. But that's what's normal, exactly. And and I think it shows up for, you know, for men in, in a different way, which is, you know, in the sexual response, because typically we've been taught, you know, women, it's about their love, who they fall in love with and who they have relationships with. And for men, it's, it's you know, we culturally and societally say it's who you're attracted to, who you're sexually attracted to, who you're sexually drawn to. And then from that place of sexual drawn, then love can build. And so for women, it's usually the, the other way. It's like what they love is and then they open up sexually. And for men, it's what their sexual attraction to and then they open up to love right so typically then that means that you're going home with a lot of crazy ladies a lot of crazy ladies <laughs> you know there's that there's the crazy eyes and there's oh, that so what's one tip concrete tip that you could say to just to start to recognize it right because you know either this is a much bigger conversation and at some point you and I are going to create a whole program so that we can actually you can dive into this and heal this and clear it out and all that kind of stuff but for our listeners today what's one tip that you could say say that would help them recognize crazy eyes well the big one because I mean it's it's tricky because we're dealing with subconscious patterns that seem normal pretty much at this point your, your your best bet is to go, okay, what are the patterns? So if you were to write down all the women that you've dated, gone out with, write down their, their attributes, write down a little kind of like a little after action report of how the, how the interaction went. And I mean, it may take you a while, but when you start checking those boxes and going, huh, I'm starting to see a, a trend here because there will be a trend. Now the unconscious is pretty, is pretty slick. It'll find, so if you, if you attract um, women that are always lots of drama, okay? If you were to date five women, the drama may look a little bit different for each one. It, this is not something that'll be glaringly obvious, but the signs are there. So the trick is we have to tally up these things and stick count them and go, oh, okay. So there actually is a cycle. There actually is a trend here and there will be. Uh, which is great. One of the suggestions that I have that's been really powerful for my clients when we're trying to create both new orgasmic pattern and new uh, arousal patterns is because we're, those patterns are like the subconscious, right? They, they look they think comfy, blah, blah, blah. Is that actually to do something that's counterintuitive. So if you're really attracted to somebody and you're really drawn to them and you haven't actually cleared all your shit out and done any work whatsoever, then you can, you can pretty much guarantee that they're going to be crazy, <laughs> that they're going to be your old pattern, right? So if you're really drawn to them, I want you to do something counteractive. In that space of the next, say, let's say the next four weeks, I want you to look at women that you would not normally be attracted to and see what, you know, their personality, how the women that you're not attracted to kind of look different or feel different than the women that you aren't attracted to, you know, create that observation. And then maybe even go so far out on the limb 
go on a date with a woman that you're not overly attracted to. Exactly. Because that's going to help you start a new possibility, right? Like that'll start waking up your brain to create some new pathways and some new possibilities and see what that looks like and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, so that would be my, one of my suggestions is that go outside your comfort zone. Whatever feels really good is probably not good for you. <laughs> go to the other spectrum. Yeah. The brain works very well when you give it a contrast. Yeah. We learn very, very quickly like this. So yeah. the guy's hundred percent right is go to the other end of the spectrum and then test that out. You'll, you'll actually learn a lot. So that's, that's our, you know, our pretty much our show on, you know, like, you know, just to get you some ideas of what the psycho looks like and what that psycho cycle looks like and why, you no matter how many times you're like, why do I do this? Well, you do this because <laughs> you've been trained to do this. This is how your response is. It's, it's, you're not wrong. It's not broken. It's just it's the programming that you've gotten. And until you recode it, that's the programming that's always going to play itself out. Your, like Nate said, your computer, which is your noggin, it's always going to do the same function unless you go into that code and change the code. Yeah. So we essentially come, come um, into the world as a blank hard drive and whatever we pick up from age zero to seven, this is where the bulk of the programming occurs whatever we witnessed is what we would call real. And you want to put quotes around that real because it's not real. Um, it's just what you experienced. And this goes into your subconscious at the very, very deepest, deepest level. And this sets up your patterns. This, this sets up your preferences. This is your, it builds your filters for how you see reality. Cause if you take two, two humans and two males and they're dating completely different women, they're, if you, sit down and you actually talk to them how, how they actually filter reality. You'll see two completely set two completely different set of filters. It's like that, that uh, drinking and driving commercial where they stack all the glasses in front of each other. Mm-hmm. That's our filters. So we want to be, it's, it's hard to do it consciously, but I mean, this is why guy and I are actually building this program to actually go in and start changing some of the, some of these filters because otherwise you're going to be alone unhappy and this cycle unless there's some kind of random act of nature you're stuck with it it will not shift yeah Uh, let's just call it as you're fucked like this is your reality like unless you like decide to change it and consciously go through the process of changing it it will run its course or you're stuck on a desert island and you only have one option and that option happens to be not somebody that was crazy in your old pattern, then that's it. Those are your two options, really. Otherwise, you're fucked or not fucked, depending on on what the cycle looks like for you, right? I mean, I didn't learn this until I was actually 38 years old. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had, like I said, I had the most spectacular track record for crazy. And then now things like in the past couple of years, things have completely shifted. Crazy still tries to get in there. Okay. They still show up because there's lots of crazy around, but your internal filters, a little alarm bell goes off in here and says, warning, warning. This is, this is the old pattern and you can actually see it. It's, it's quite 
it's 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 phenomenal because your brain actually tells you goes don't even think about it bub well even to because i have a pattern of i'm bisexual and so i'm attracted to women and the women i'm attracted to are batshit crazy right like like crazy beyond anything you can imagine crazy because I grew up with crazy and I grew up with a lot of crazy. And so even to this day, even though I've done all this wiring, the minute I meet a woman and my vagina is like, hello there. Like the minute that starts to happen, I'm like, warning, Will Robinson, warning, danger. Because the truth is the fact that I have such a, um, a physical response, such a chemis- chemical response, is because that first arousal pattern that was created, that was laid down, is our strongest arousal pattern. And so I know that that's an indicator. I'm like, whoa, that woman's gonna be crazy. She's gonna make my life a living hell, and I'm probably not even gonna get laid well out of it. So I'm like, apart mission, and I run the other direction. (laughs) And and same with my male clients that come in. I'm like, okay, so it's like that woman that was in your, you saw in the room and she walked into this room and all of a sudden you're like, you got some stirring going on in your pants and you're all like, ooh, I'm so, I'm an idiot now. And you're like, you can't think. And all kinds of stuff. she's trouble. She is guaranteed to be in your old arousal pattern. Run the other direction. Yeah. I know it's counterintuitive. run the other direction each time you do that now I can just I can my vagina just kind of wakes up a woman walks crazy woman walks into the room my vagina goes and I'm like oh she's crazy no thank you I don't have to actually physically leave the room (laughs) before I would have to because I would respond to that right so it it takes time but eventually you get there but there is that programming that initial programming like you said Nate is always going to be a part there's, it could always going to be a part of you, but now you're like, oh, now I can observe it. Now I can see it. Now I can register it so I can make choices. Yeah. And sometimes you may make the choice. Ah, fuck it. I'm going to go down the crazy train. Yeah. <laughs> At least this way you can go, okay, I'm not looking for a serious relationship. This, yeah. is, just, this is just fun and cardio. That's all this is. Yeah. Right? And you're not going to get sucked into their nonsense because the crazy that we attract as males, it's, it's kind of like a lock and a key system, right? They're, they grew up in a certain environment that makes the craziness that we grew up with in our environment as, as children fit together perfectly. It, I mean, this is where the term like the whole actually codependent thing came in. If you get a person that's really, really, um, stalkerish and you grew up with somebody without a lot of attention well there you go that's that's your sixth love language she's like oh this is great I'm getting mm-hmm. lots of attention but it's not good attention mm-hmm. and he's controlling and mean and weird and but they'll 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 be stuck together but it'd be the worst relationship ever mm-hmm. it's, well, it's, it's sad well and it's like you said like there's a difference between i'm gonna i'm consciously choosing to go down the crazy train for a night or two or a month versus falling into 
the old love relationship paradigm of now I'm falling in love and now I'm building a relationship and now I spend my rest of my life with you and blah, blah, blah. Those are two different things. And when you consciously are aware of what's happening, then you have, you move from a place of just shit's happening and you don't know why to all of a sudden now you get to make choices about how you want to interact or engage with that person or that situation. So a good indicator when you're, when you're stuck in one of these relationships is that you'll feel an overwhelming sense of powerlessness because she's subconsciously pushing your buttons. And when somebody can manipulate you subconsciously, you're in, you have very little control. So if you feel like your every day is just pure chaos, she's manipulating you. Um, you're, you're being pushed and pulled and twisted every which way, but Sunday odds are you're in one of those old pattern style relationships it's it's just one of the the big cues that you should be actually keeping your eyes open for i think another really good one would be to, which is awesome is another one would be to do you feel relaxed and calm in it like yeah. you know like does it seem does it feel easy you know is it calm do you feel like you can just be you and you don't have to like, can you, do you feel like you're walking on eggshells or do you feel like you can be exactly who you want to be in any given moment? Yeah. And I think that's another really good indicator of whether or not you're in a, a, you know, a healthy serving you well relationship versus a toxic one. That's just following old patterns. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's one of the commonalities between a lot of the past crazy relationships I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just, there was eggshells everywhere. You didn't know what your next, what action you would do. Like you had no idea what, what kind of crazy reaction you would get out of that. So you're constantly kind of painting yourself into a corner and becoming less and less who you are and turning into something that, well, who knows what it is because crazy wants to manipulate you into something that they experienced in their childhood. And what they experienced in their childhood, what she experienced wasn't good. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be like that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not your job. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And I think it's important too, is that there's that in order to, and then that feeling like you can never win. I think that's another, you know, I, I hear that often for men is that it's like, no matter how I answer this question, it's a, it's a lose, lose, like there's going to be, I don't even know what to do. And there's this panic. It's almost like there's this feeling internally of this panic of like, how am I going to get this wrong? Cause it's, oh, it's, it's like, there's no, there's no winning. There's no getting it right. There's no, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing that you can say. There's nothing that you can wear. There's no, like all of those things. And part of that is either from a, conscious but mostly a subconscious level for uh, you know the women who are playing the the roles and the games and things like that typically it's not from a conscious place but the point is is that in order for them to keep you off balance to control you is to keep you off balance which means that you there's no winning like you you can never they can never allow you whether consciously or subconsciously to actually feel comfortable because the minute you step into feeling comfortable, you're like, whoa, she's not okay. <laughs> she's not okay. 
I can't win. I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. And I'm not getting laid. <laughs> the sex yeah. isn't good. Like all of these things start to happen. And usually it's at that point where, you know, often men can break out of that pattern and, and get out of the, the, the dysfunctional relationship that, that they're in. Problem is, is that they go find another woman that's just like that one. Yeah, that if you, if you don't clear these things out, it will show up again. That's, <laughs> there's, because that's, that, that's all your system knows. Your, your radar, your whatever you want to, well, the actual technical term for it is called your RAS, your reticular activation system. So the human brain can only pay attention to so many things in a certain amount of time. So whatever you program this system in your brain with, that's what it finds more of. And it's very, very efficient. And you don't know that this is running, whether you program it with good stuff, whether you program it with bad stuff, it doesn't care. It will keep on finding those things. And these things are imprinted into very, these things were, were, were stuck in your head before the part of your brain developed that said, okay, well, wait a second. Is this good? Is this bad? Is this healthy? Is this toxic? It's, this stuff is in there. So, um, if you see these cycles, if you're walking on eggshells, like, like Gaia says, you're, you're in one of these relationships. And there is, you know, often when we point that out, and I just want to say this because it's always a hard sell or a hard, you know, taking it in, is that if you're in one of those relationships, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to end that relationship. It, what it may mean is that you both have to go do some serious work and work on your shit. And then there is a possibility that you can come back to the table and reconnect with each other and see if there's, if, if you guys still are a good fit. So it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I, and I just want to put that out there because I think often we are afraid, especially our fear of aloneness stops us from looking at the things that we need to look at. Right. Because we're afraid that if we look at it, it means that I'm ultimately going to have to lose my relationship. And we don't want to lose our relationship because we're still working from that programming that says, I don't want to be alone. And I'm, you know, I want to feel loved. So I'm here to say coming to the awareness that you may be in a, 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 you know, a dysfunctional, unhealthy, not serving you relationship doesn't mean the end of everything. You know, so I lovingly invite you to look at it anyways and see what, how you can improve that relationship. And if your partner is willing to improve that relationship, then you can create something that's fabulous with each other. But I think it's important to love, start to love yourself enough to think that you're worth more than what's just been thrown at you. If, and that's, that's actually, um, it's, it's a good kind of segue into um, that other part of, the, of our three-legged stool, because yes. if if you don't value yourself, nobody else is going to. And part of picking crazy all the time means that you're actually not valuing yourself. If you if you're going through the world and you're picking and you're just picking up garbage, you're picking up leftovers. Well, why are you doing that? Mm. You when you come into a relationship with the frame of I hope she likes me. I, there's nobody else out there. And, and what if I'm alone? 
she's not going to treat you well. Plus you're having how really how attractive is that person? If you met somebody like that, if you met a woman like that and she was just happy to talk to anybody, I mean, would you be really like, Oh yeah, I want this. You know? And well, unfortunately, the answer is yes. If you're in a place of insecurity, exactly. You may, you may very much find that neediness sexy because then she may not leave you because you are afraid that everybody leaves you because you have abandonment issues. Exactly. <laughs> so you may find that sexy. And if you do, I'm yeah. here to tell you that it's not, it's not, that's not the right response. So if, if you're was like, of course that's sexy when Nate said that, then there's some stuff going on that you need to work on. Yeah. And then that, that's a, that's actually a good clue that you're back in the trap. <laughs> you're back in the trap. Right? Yeah. So this is, I mean, this is why we found that these, these three components, this, this triad is, is so universal because no part works without affecting the other one. You, mm -hmm. It's impossible to take one, one section out and have the other two work even marginally well. So how can our listeners get more of Nate? How will they find you? Uh, so they can check out my website. It's real easy. It's get past, because that's what people usually say to me. How do I get past this? So it's just one word, get past it, dot C-A. And on there, there's lots of information on there. There's some, just some neat little videos about how the subconscious mind works. Uh, there's more information about um, hypnosis and how NLP works. It's um, the, I like to describe it as the, the, the shortcut. I mean, there's still work to do, but compared to a lot of other ways of doing it, it's very, very quick and it's a game changer. I mean, this is, this is why I don't pick crazy anymore. I still see it, but this is why I don't pick crazy anymore is, is because these tools that I help people with, these are the same tools that were used on me. Mm -hmm. it's that simple yeah um and also i'll put it in the description so as you you watch the replay of the video here um the description of how you can you know a little bit about nate how you can get a hold of him will also be in the description as well and um you know welcome i'm glad that you joined us for money man mondays uh, money man mondays happens the first monday of every month and because we are talking about these three really big topics and, and figuring out why your dating life sucks and your relationship life sucks. So Nate's going to be my co-host for the next, you know, he did our today and the next two. Um, so join us. And the best way to uh, get a hold of and know what's going on and make sure that you don't miss the live is to be on my YouTube feed. So subscribe to my YouTube feed um, at Gaia Morissette. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful month of trying dating new people. <laughs> no more eggshells. Yeah, no more. Try, try to go outside of your comfort zone, which is psycho. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. Bye.